Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for sharing part of your day with me. All right. The next half hour um, probably is going to be a little bit tough for some people to listen to, but I always think this is an opportunity for us to talk about issues that are a little more uncomfortable. And I've talked about mental health issues many, many times in the past. But I wanted to focus on a specific issue when it comes to isolated communities, rural communities, remote communities. Those communities could be in southern Alberta. Those remote communities could be in work camps if you are lucky enough to still have your job in the energy sector. We have found that there is a a huge problem of men taking their own lives, death by suicide. And it appears there is a much greater risk for suicide in our country in young rural men. Tough topic, but one that I think we should spend some time on. 403-974-8255. You know that's the number to call or text with whatever you think of while you listen to my guest this afternoon. Jen Crichton is a research associate in the Injury Research and Prevention Unit, Department of Pediatrics at UBC. Her research looks specifically at young men, masculinities, health practices, And she joins us today. Hello, Jen. Hi, nice to be here. And and thanks so much for taking some time with us because I think this is an issue that we have to talk about because I think the problem is men in particular don't talk about this enough. Yes, that is a real real, um, danger for men and an increased risk of suicide. What has your research looked at then as we come to the conclusion that men in rural areas, remote areas, face a higher risk of suicide? What were you looking at? So um, the research project that we did actually went across Canada, so looking at urban and rural areas. And um, what led us to look at rural areas specifically um, was a young woman we actually interviewed in an urban setting whose brother um, had died by suicide when they were living out on the farm. And she talked about the number of deaths that she had witnessed um, or, or heard about in her community and talked about, you know, men do die in urban areas, but in rural areas there's so much greater risk, there's a lack of services, and men are far less likely to talk about when they're struggling. So she encouraged us to go to rural communities and talk to um, men and women who had lost young men to suicide and men who had thought about taking their own lives just to tease out some of the variables and and um, reflections that they had what were you hearing then when you went into those communities so what we heard was that um young men um often killed themselves to their family and friends in um out of the blue so they were considered the golden boys the sports um the jocks the the people doing really well in academia and in high school on the teams. Um, so the suicide for those families was completely out of the view, out of the blue story. Other suicides happen um, maybe at the end of a long struggle with drugs and alcohol. Um, but all of those um, suicides were difficult for the families because they didn't seem um, to be able to have their young person either access help when they need it or even ask for help. Um, when it it appears that they didn't even need it. 
first of all, let's talk about access help. So to me, that would be probably a, a real problem when we are looking at rural versus urban. If you can admit that you're going through a difficult mm-hmm. time, at least in urban centers, there is help available in most cases. Is that one of the big problems then when we look at rural communities? Yes, and I think it's important to say that even in urban areas, when there is help available, um, men are much less likely to reach out than are women. Um, And I think that is a cultural norm that it's okay um, if you're a woman to talk about when you're struggling. In urban areas, sorry, in rural areas, there's less access, less services available, and they're less anonymous. So if there's one um, mental health clinic in your town, um, everybody can see you walk through that door and wonder why you're walking through that door and maybe this is something that you want to keep private so you don't you don't access help at all um, more difficult to talk to your friends um, in what we found was in rural areas so what we're calling ideals of masculinity um, really reflected um, a value placed on toughness and resilience and you know not talking about your problems getting through it on your own or, or yeah really toughing it out um, so you didn't want other people to see that you were struggling and, and you would not want to access help in that situation. And even going back to the young men who took their own lives and the, the family said it really came out of the blue and you can see how they they were leaders in their community if they were great at sports, all those other things. Is that just a way, a facade almost, or I've got to make sure everything appears to be going well, but deep down I, I'm struggling? I think that's exactly right. And some of the families that we interviewed talked about the suicide notes that their um, their children had written that they found after their death. And that really did reflect that, you know, I tried so hard to be well. I didn't want to be depressed. And yet things um, just getting, get, getting more dark, even if I, you know, exercise more or even if I studied harder or even if I went out with my friends and, and you know, tried to be popular, like none of the darkness. So it was a way of pushing, trying to push back their own darkness, but also trying to appear to their family that they were doing just fine. And maybe if they were doing just fine, then they would be fine. But we have to repeat that those same stories I could probably get in an urban setting as well. Absolutely. But one of the most profound differences we did find between urban and rural um, youth is that um, there, it was, it was more, it was a, far more common story that the families um, had suicides that came out of the blue for them than in rural areas. In rural areas, families even, um, not always, but had an inkling that something was wrong or there was more um, evidence of drug and alcohol abuse or there was, um, you know, their son hiding in, in their bedroom for days on end. In rural areas, we saw much less of that. Uh, it was just this week I was talking to a, a, a an expert on PTSD, no, on postpartum depression, rather, Jen, and they were saying <laughs> that we're really seeing more and more women access therapy or support groups online. And I know your research didn't delve into this, but your own opinion on that, because if we are looking at remote or rural communities and people trying to reach out to help, help do you think the internet at least there's a positive there that they could be able to find maybe support in um, an anonymous chat group so to speak 
I think that's a really great suggestion, and young men are finding that on the Internet. The downside of the Internet, of course, is um, being triggered, so um, finding other young people who are depressed and who are going down that um, suicidal rate or suicidal pathway. So that's why it's important to have um, groups that are moderated by trained peer counselors or, or psychiatrists or, or people that can um, help young people to navigate their way out of depression. Because as wonderful as community is, um, it needs to be help-giving, not, um, not too burdensome. Did you even have a hard time finding people who were willing to open up in rural communities about the loss of their child? Um, we didn't find... We didn't have trouble finding families who were willing to open up. We'd had a really difficult time finding um, men who were willing to talk about their own experience of suicidality and depression. Um, We were overwhelmed by the numbers in in urban areas of men who wanted to talk about um, their times of feeling down and feeling suicidal. And we had very little success in urban, er, sorry, in rural areas. Hmm. Uh, Jen, I want to just take a break here. Genevieve Crichton is a research associate in the Injury Research Prevention Unit. She's done uh, a couple of papers in this area of men and risk of suicide. 403-974-8255. Would love to hear your thoughts on this, and we'll get to those after this. Getting some great uh, texts in, 403-974-8255, talking about research that shows men living in rural areas are at a higher risk of taking their own life. Jen Crichton is from UBC uh, Research Associate Injury Research and Prevention Unit, uh, Department of Pediatrics at UBC. Uh, Jen, I've got a couple of texts here, and one person is saying, I'd be curious about trends. Uh, Let's see here. They say, uh, any idea, curious to see the trends in suicide over the last 50 or 60 years? Has the rate among men increased, decreased? What about women? I think understanding the trends is critical to finding a solution to this tragic problem. Not sure how far back your research went, Jen, or if you have any information in that as far as what we see with trends in suicide rates. Yes, I think that's a, a great question, and um, I couldn't <laughs> offhand talk about the last 50 years. I know that in the last 15 years, um, men's suicide rate has um, gone up and then gone down a little bit, and then in the last census data has gone up a little bit, especially for um, 15 to 19-year-olds and 25 to 29-year-olds. Um, women's suicide rate has stayed um pretty much the same over in the past 15 years, hasn't gone up or down very much. Um, Suicide rate in rural areas, of course, is strongly dependent on what is happening in the economy, especially in places like Alberta. So, um, yeah, with the the downturn in the the oil and gas economy and with the ups and downs in in farming, suicide rate kind of follows that that trend. Jen, yeah, even, so, even, Jen yeah. even when you talk about um, with the downturn in the economy, especially in, let's say, Alberta and Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. how much does even those sectors, and I maybe have to watch my words here because some people might be taking it the wrong way, but when you have sectors that are hyper-masculine, and mm-hmm. if you are talking about sort of that the ideals of masculinity, so even whether it's good times or bad times, if we have more men working in those sectors... 
is it difficult then for them to share because they're in a sector where you're supposed to be the tough guy and uh, you're not supposed to be going through anything difficult? Yes, that's exactly what we found and what the literature that we um, based our study also found. So um, it's, it is partly that culture within the communities and the sectors that privilege a, that high hyper-masculine environment. It's also the work hours. So um, we talked to a mother whose son died by suicide in his early 20s, who was a welder. Um, and he was working in the camps um, many, many, many hours and then, um, you know, doing cocaine as a way of staying awake and, and just that the mental health, the toll in his own mental yeah. health with both the drugs as well as the culture as well as the work hours um, really contributed to, to suicidal behaviors. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, that is exactly what has been found. I don't know. I think this is a tough text as well, but uh, Bill's just saying, do suicide rates coincide with divorce rates? Yes, that is true. And I, I guess I should make the point that not all suicide is at the end of um, experiences of depression. Sometimes suicide happens at the end of a really upsetting um, event in somebody's life. And, and marriage breakdown yeah. for men is strongly related to suicide post-breakup, yeah. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, let me get some more text here just so I don't um, hang up or say goodbye to you and I haven't responded to all of them. One person sure. here just says, you know, men don't talk as much about their feelings in general, health issues or not. Don't fault them as victims. You wouldn't do this if they were women. Secondly, there are just way less social services available to men as compared to women. This would be even worse in rural areas, I would imagine. And yeah. and hopefully that texter, um, I'm I don't want to fault them as victims. I I think we're just trying to understand the difference in the gender and how that puts them at an increased risk for death by suicide. Yeah, and I I don't think it's anybody's fault. Um, We don't get get into victim blaming, especially with men. Um, But I think what research like this can really raise conversations within families and communities about men's suicide because, of course, Communities are, especially communities that are small and tight-knit, they're devastated when they have the death of, of a young person by suicide or, or any age. And I think conversations like this about the impact of masculine ideals can really raise the question within families, is this, what do we want to be teaching our sons? Um, how can we raise the issue of depression and mental health within our own families and communities and in schools. Um, so we're really trying to trigger those conversations. And once the conversations are raised, it makes it easier for help seeking to be normalized and for people to even ask their friends how they're doing. So that's really the aim of, of our research. And um, we know that communities that can talk about things, actually some of the risk factors go down. Well, and I would like to think that has changed over the last 10, 15 years because I know I lost a friend to suicide and it, the family, it was almost like the family f- didn't want to talk about him or, mm-hmm. you know, you, people around didn't know what to say. And yeah. so I would hope that even 15 years later that if that same thing were to happen, you're able to talk about it and understand why that man, boy, woman, girl, whatever it is, why they mm-hmm. came to that decision to take their own life. Absolutely. And in the community that we um, went to in Alberta, some of the families who had lost 
young people to suicide were so brave in coming forward because I think it really is a challenge because many people feel shame when they lose a child to suicide or a family member thinking that they haven't done enough to shore up their mental health or they should have noticed or and so um, just the bravery of those families coming forward to share their experiences with the other community members I think um, yeah really I think promotes health and safety yeah yeah, it's a, it's a tough conversation, but I'm glad we can uh, visit it every now and then. Uh, Genevieve, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. Uh, Genevieve Crichton is a research associate at UBC. And uh, just another text that I wanted to share here. I know of seven people over the last 45 years who committed suicide, aged 15 to 60, all males. Most lived in small to medium-sized towns. We've got to get the conversation going. If you know of someone who might be struggling, if you're struggling, reach out, even if it's just to um, a friend or a loved one, and hopefully you can get the help that you need.